Hello. This is a prophetic word for the evangelical church and Christians. As a prophet of the Most High, I must always be cognizant of the responsibility as well as the accountability of the things I say and do along with the life I live. I truly fear God. Of course, it's not a demonic fear in a demonic way, but in a way of reverence and honor to God, knowing that I would never disrespect him or his name. Obviously, everyone doesn't live that life or feel that way. However, it's not for everyone to live according to that method. That's the way Christians are supposed to live and feel. Yet, over the past generations, that fear and reverence for the Father has dissipated. Over and over, God has warned his sons and daughters to turn and repent. He has sent his true prophets, not the prophets of the politicians, who are exactly like the prophets of Ahab, who prophesied that Ahab would win the battle, but yet he was killed in that battle. But God has sent his true prophets to speak to his sons and daughters, but still they refuse to hear. Yet it is as with Elijah, when he felt that there were none left but him, the Lord said, I still have 7,000 who have not bowed their knee nor kissed Baal. God is saying that there are still those who have not given themselves to the idols of this nation. There are still those who have maintained their honor and integrity and continue to walk in the likeness and character of Christ. In the Old Testament, God used the very lives of some of his prophets as warnings and analogies to Israel. He told Ezekiel to lie on each side for so many days and eat a bread prepared a certain way. Isaiah named his children according to what God was saying concerning the nation of Israel. And of course, we know that Hosea took a wife of whoredom, representing Israel being the type of wife to God himself. This nation has been warned continually, chastised, and reprimanded by God, but yet persist in refusing to hear, turn, and repent. From hurricanes, fires, pandemics, floods, and ice storms, we have refused to repent and acknowledge our sin. But Christians have gone beyond what the nation has indulged in. Christians have made a mockery of the name of God and Christianity as a whole. As I have been praying and listening to the voice of God in this time, I hear him saying, rejection. On Wednesday morning, as I prayed again, I heard this word in my spirit concerning not the nation. No, the nation was rejected a long time ago. But now our father is saying it's the church and Christians that are being rejected by him. In the podcast that I released on last Monday, the Lord said that he will not allow his name to be made a mockery of. He said that before he allows Christians and the church to make a mockery of his name, he will allow it to be destroyed. If the church, Christians, had remained faithful to God, everything else that's occurred, God would have handled for this nation on behalf of Christians. Not that we deserved it, 
but so that he would be glorified. But Christians turned from the Lord their God and began to worship idols. What idols? Idols of flesh and self. They began to put their own wants and desires above those things that God had ordained. They even went so far as to use God's word to manipulate the people and obtain what they wanted and desired for their own fleshly gain. They lied from their pulpits and refused to deal with the blatant sin within their own ranks. God is not just talking about racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. He's talking about blatant hatred, adultery, lying, stealing, and so many things that Christians have purposely closed their eyes to over the past years. He's speaking of the false prophets that have risen up and prophesied lies in his name and still refused to acknowledge their wrongs and their sins, making a mockery of God, letting God be seen as as though he's a doddering old man who doesn't know what he's talking about, saying one thing one time and then changing his mind in the middle of it and saying something else the next time. God will not be made a mockery of. Again, in the Old Testament, when Israel was being destroyed, it was always the temple that was used to show the complete annihilation of that nation. It represented that the Spirit of God was no longer with them. He no longer went out and fought for them or acknowledged their plights. The last time God turned from Israel and allowed them to go into captivity, the temple was not only plundered and pillaged, it was totally burned and destroyed. It was stripped of everything of value, as well as the things representing the very presence and glory of God. This is exactly what has occurred in the church today. The only difference is that instead of an outside enemy coming into the church to destroy it, it's the people who are already within the church who have destroyed it. God is saying that no one will have the respect or regard for the church, Christians, or Christianity as it had once been. The time when one would be looked upon with honor because they were going to church or would say that they were a Christian or Catholic or whatever, that honor and distinction is gone. The honor, prestige, and esteem that was once held by the people of the church, pastors, prophets, preachers, evangelists, leaders, as well as members, is no more. In fact, the time will come and is here now when it will actually be considered offensive to be called a Christian. And it's all because of what Christians have done and allowed. People will look upon Christians as people who are foolish, silly, and even stupid. And no, we're not just talking about abortions. We have dared to lie on God and not repent. We have used his name to deceive and dupe the people who have loved him and caused them to walk away from him. 
As Jesus told the Pharisees, they traveled over land and sea to win a single convert and then made him twice as much a man of hell as they were. This is what the church today has done. Christians and Christianity have used the church and God's name for unjust, ungodly, greedy, and selfish gain all the time, refusing to turn from their sin, repent, and return to God. So now we will see even more destruction in the church and Christianity. God didn't need to send an enemy from other lands or nations to accomplish accomplish the destruction of the church. It's been Christians and it's always been Christians from the times of the Crusades who have been used to bring the church down. The doors may stay open and people will continue to attend services, but the spirit of God will not be there. There will be a few, a very few churches and ministries as with the 7,000 prophets that God reserved for himself who did not bow nor kiss, where the Spirit of God may be found. However, for the rest, it will be as when Rehoboam made shields of bronze and placed them in the temple to replace the real shields of gold that had been taken by the enemy. The doors of the church that will remain open will try to replace the anointing of God with something that will shine and look like the real thing, but will only be a cheap imitation. The music may continue and they'll call it praise and worship, but it won't touch the spirit of God. The words will be spoken and they will say that it's what God is speaking in sermons or prophetic words, but they will not be the real thing, but only like the bronze shields that Rehoboam put in the temple in place of the real gold ones that had been removed. The glory of God has, has left from so many churches and Christians, but just like the Pharisees, they will continue to think that his glory and anointing is upon them because of the way that they perform in their flesh. In the 60th division of Psalms, the first of the fourth verse reads, you have rejected us, God, and burst upon us. You have been angry, now restore us. You have shaken the land and torn it open, Mend its fractures, for it is quaking. You have shown your people desperate times. You have given us wine that makes us stagger. But for those who fear you, you have raised a banner to be unfurled against the bow. God has rejected Christianity. However, there will be a time when he will use those who have remained faithful to him to rebuild. When will this rebuilding occur? I don't know. That he has not spoken to me as of yet, and I don't know if I'll even see it in my lifetime. However, until then, those who have remained faithful must remain in his presence with or without the church as we know it today. May God have mercy upon us all.